Welcome to It's No Accident, a podcast about the challenges of personal injury and wrongful death law in Florida, one of the nation's most complex legal environments. You'll hear compelling stories about real cases from our law firm in Tallahassee that will help you better understand your rights and protect yourself from the negligence of others. I'm Mark Nani. And I'm Jason Hamola. And this is It's It's No No Accident. Accident. You know, I know one of the questions that I get a lot, um, you know, from certainly from clients and even just from, you know, friends and family that, you know, that I'm talking to outside of the office is, you know, when you have a case, you have a, uh, an injury case and you have an attorney, when it comes time to settle and talk settlement with the insurance company, you know, what does that look like? How does that work? Um, you know, so how do you usually, I'm sure you get that question a lot too. How do you usually explain that to people? Right. And I think the best way to answer it is just start from the beginning. You know, um, in these cases, a lot, a lot of people have a, this misconception that when you move forward with an injury case that you're, you have to file a lawsuit, that there's mm-hmm. a lawsuit filed. Um, and that's not the case in, in a lot of, in a lot of these cases that we handle. Um, there's what we try to do when we sign up a case is we try to negotiate with the insurance company so we don't have to file a lawsuit Mm -hmm. because a lawsuit costs money. It takes time. Um, and a lot of our clients would much rather get their case over with sooner rather than later and not spend a lot of money in the process, um, going, going through the case. So, Mm -hmm. um, we get the case in, our client goes through the treatment, they, they determine what the, extent, what the extent of their injuries are. We get the, the medical bills, we get the medical records, we put together a demand package, send it to the insurance company, and then they have about 30 days to, uh, to get back to us is typically the time frame. Mm. We get an offer on the case and that kicks off the, uh, the settlement process. Um, and then you wanna handle you know, what that settlement process looks like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I mean that, you know, get an initial offer back to, from the insurance company. And then at that point, it's a matter of, you know, number one, uh, you know, evaluating the case and looking at what that offer is and coming up with, you know, you and I come up with our opinion of, you know, what would be a fair amount for this case. Right. And then having a conversation with the client, right. And talking to the client about obviously informing them of the offer and coming up with a counter offer. And, you know, at that point, it, I, you know, I tell clients all the time, it's, it kind of turns into just like negotiating anything else in life, so to speak. You know, the insurance company is going to start real low. We're going to come up with a number that's high, a lot higher than what we're expecting to get just because it's a negotiation. We start high, they start low, and then we kind of start doing the dance back and forth, right? And they'll go up a little bit and we'll come down a little bit and do that back and forth. And usually though, and, and I know you know this, um, you know, the insurance company is going to stop, you know, they'll start low. They'll go up a little bit and a little bit more, a little bit more, and they'll keep moving for a little while, but eventually they're going to stop and they're going to say, look, this is it. And usually it's an adjuster telling us, this is the most that my supervisor will let me pay to settle this case. Right. Right. Unless you can get me more documentation. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The thing to remember about these insurance companies is uh, these adjusters are kind of like robots and they've got stacks of files and they're going through them and they're putting information into their system based on what we've provided them. That system is spitting out a number. They go to their supervisor. Supervisor gives them an amount of money that they can't go over right. in terms of settling the case, and then it's the adjuster's job to try to get the case resolved at or below the amount their supervisor has given them. Exactly, exactly, and it, you know, and that that becomes an issue sometimes, like because, and I know you've been through this too before, where if the insurance company initially doesn't put the correct information in there, and the initial what they call it the reserve, right? The, the initial reserve gets set too low because they didn't put the right information in there. It can be very difficult to for them to, to get the insurance company to go back and basically redo the evaluation right. to reset a new number, right? right. And, and a lot of it at that point almost comes in down to 
the adjuster being concerned that he or she is going to get in trouble with their boss because exactly. like, why did you screw up? Why didn't you put the right information in initially? You know, the adjusters are sometimes resistant because to go back and do the reevaluation, basically it's kind of like them admitting they didn't do their job right. Right, right. And you know, they've got a job to do and they're being evaluated constantly by their supervisors and they want to look good. You know, they want to get these cases settled at or below the amount that's been, been set by their supervisor. And not only that, they want to uh, show their supervisor that they did the right thing on the front end to get the correct amount. And you know, if they ha keep going back to their supervisor and have it, having to get these reserves reset, it doesn't look good for them. Right. So you're right. I mean, it can a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of times these cases where the reserve gets set incorrectly on the front end end up with a lawsuit being filed because we just reach a stalemate with right. the adjuster. And the amount that they're offering is so inadequate that there's no way that we can, we can with, in good conscience tell our client, hey, this is a good amount for you to resolve your case. Exactly. So we'll end up filing a lawsuit and wouldn't you know, as soon as we get the lawsuit filed, a new higher level adjuster gets on the case. They take a look at it. They look at all of the documentation. They're like, wow, you know, this reserve was set pretty low. Um, we can actually offer you this amount of money on the case and we get it resolved. Right. Um, so, you know, that can happen sometimes in, in the negotiation process. Um, what, um, what do we typically say? I mean, that, that's not, that, that happens maybe, you know, five times out of a hundred. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't happen that often. Um, what is the, what's the, the typical route that we see in terms of, of resolving a case without filing a lawsuit? Yeah, no, for sure. Like you said, I mean, and I don't have, uh, just kind of going off what you just said, I don't have like specific hard numbers where I've, you know, done the math, but it just from, you know, noticing things over the years, it seems to me that it's maybe about, you know, two thirds of the uh, two thirds of the cases where you know somewhere around there able to get it settled without ever filing a lawsuit. Right. right. We send the demand letter, we negotiate with the insurance adjuster and, you know, we settle the case and never file a lawsuit. And then maybe about a third of the time we end up filing the lawsuit. Right. So yeah. the vast majority of them we settle without even filing a lawsuit. And then even, in the ones we do file lawsuits, still the vast majority of those end up settling and not actually going to trial. But um, going back to what we were saying, yeah, I mean, when when we're negotiating with the insurance company before filing a lawsuit, it's basically just a matter of, you know, they have some top number that they've set for this case. It's a matter of during the negotiations, the way I look at it is my my goal or my job is to, number one, try to get that top number set as high as possible. And number two, figure out what the top number is, basically get them to offer it and put it on the table. And then we can look and talk to the client about it and compare. And, you know, I, I'll usually have a range in my mind of what I think would be fair for this case. And then if that top number's in that range, I'm telling the client, hey, you know, this is pretty fair. You know, it'd be reasonable to settle for this amount. Or if that top number is a lot lower than that range, I'm telling the client, hey, you know, this is unreasonably low. You know, I think we should file a lawsuit and keep fighting it out to try to get what you deserve. Right. You know? And then, you know, and then at that point, the client has a decision. And, you know, I, I know we both had clients before where, we're telling them, hey, this is less than what you deserve. And sometimes, you know, we're, when we're saying to them, you know, I would recommend filing a lawsuit, but sometimes people just don't want to file a lawsuit. They don't want to go through all that, you know, right. go through the whole process. And so they'll settle, you know, just to basically get it over with and not have to go through it all, which is, you know, which is fine. I get it. You know, I'm never twisting people's arms to file a lawsuit. I'm just, you know, we're, we're just giving them the information they need to make an educated decision. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell them what I think they should do, but ultimately we're going to do what they want to do. It's their decision, not ours, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's their case. I, I end up telling this to my clients all the time. You know, it's your case. I mean, I can, I can tell you what I think you should do, but at the end of the day, if you want to go a completely opposite direction and sometimes clients do, um, you know, they, they have the right to do that. It's their case. You know, we're not, 
We're not making this, the decisions before we can settle a case. Uh, we have a duty to our client to um, present them with all the information, present them with all the offers. And uh, we have a duty to get them to sign off on anything that we tell the adjuster. So, you know, we can't just go to the adjuster and say, yeah, we'll take it. Right. Um, we have to talk to the client and the client has to tell us that that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And right. if they don't want to do what we want them to do, then, you know, sometimes that ends, sometimes that results in a situation where we part ways with our client. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, and sometimes our clients are right. Sometimes, you know, we're not always right. Sure. You know, um, sometimes they're right. And, you know, we'll, we'll move forward into litigation. We'll do what the client wants to do and they end up with a good amount. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Right. Um, for sure. You know, for sure. And I, I mean, I think when just, this isn't exactly about the settlement process, but I mean, it kind of ties into that. You, when I'm talking to clients about settlement, one of the things I'm always stressing, one of the things I'm always worried about and, and make, you know, making sure of is, the importance of making sure the client gets all the medical treatment he or she needs and we know the full extent of the injuries before you settle. Right. Right. And that's something that comes up a lot because once you settle, you're done. Right. Once you accept the money and you sign that dotted line, there's no going back for more. So the worst thing would be if a client settles and then the next day you realize you need a, a surgery or you need another month of therapy or something. And right. No, you can't go back and get anything else at that point. You right. Know? And so it's a matter of just, you know, uh, you don't want to. I say slow it down I mean, you don't want to, you're always trying to push cases as fast as we can, but you don't want to go too fast and settle too quickly and then end up shortchanging yourself basically. Yeah. You do your client a disservice if you do that. And the client does themselves a disservice if they settle the case too early. Right. Um, and there is a, there's a particular uh, insurance company and it's one of the big insurance companies. Everybody would know who it is. They, it seems like every time we get a phone call and somebody says, Hey, I think I might've messed up. I, I settled my case. Can I get out of that settlement? Hmm. It always seems to be the same insurance company. They will literally call. It'll be a bad wreck. You know, there's going to be some pretty bad damages. Um, there was emergency room treatment and some follow-up treatment and that this particular insurance company literally within one or two days is calling the injured party saying, Hey, um, and sometimes they misrepresent what the person is owed based mm -hmm. on what our, our clients are telling us. And they'll say, Hey, uh, we'll give you, you know, $2,500 mm -hmm. to, to get this case resolved. You know, you don't need to get an attorney. You know, the attorney's going to take a third of the settlement. Um, you know, $2,500 looks really good or $5,000 looks really good. Well, they don't tell them that there's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars available or there's $50,000 mm -hmm. available. They just say, Hey, you know, um, you're not going to get much anyway if you if you uh, get an attorney. We think there's some comparative negligence here, even though it's a clear liability rear end collision. Um, and it, it's this one insurance company that that seems to do it all the time. And sometimes the sometimes the clients will do it and they'll sign off and they'll call and say, "Hey, I think I'm I think I messed up." Um, and it's really difficult for us to undo that. Yeah, it's um, near impossible. I mean, yeah. it's, it is possible. It's not. It, you know, but it's super difficult and it's not, not often. I can think of probably kind of one hand over the years, how many times I've had a situation like that where I was able to get the client out of, you know, the settlement they had agreed to and continue proceeding with the case. You right. Know? And it's, and it's really, you know, it's kind of, I guess what I was saying earlier and, and like, like we going off what you just said, the insurance company is coming at you quickly before you realize how bad your injuries yes. are and trying to get you to settle quick before you realize how bad it is. We're kind of doing the opposite, pumping the brakes a little bit. Let's slow it down and make sure we know what your injuries are before we settle. Right. You know, it's kind of the two sides of that coin, so to speak. Right. So then, you know, when we do, when we do uh, get a settlement, uh, there, there's an offer on the table, the client decides to accept it. 
what does what's that look like what's the timeline look like what has to be done at that point in order to push the case across the finish line so to speak sure yeah i mean normally you know i tell people that you know once we agree on a settlement with the other side it's usually you know about 30 days before it's all said and done and, and the case is over and the client has their money and and really during that time it's a matter of um aside from just getting the check from the insurance company and getting the release paperwork that the client's gonna have to sign you know we'll turn around and basically um, look at what medical bills um, the client has to pay back out of the settlement, basically, you know, how much money is owed that's going to have to get paid out of the settlement and turn around and try to negotiate those down for the client, right? Turn mm -hmm. around talking to the different doctors or hospitals or whatever and seeing if they'll accept something a little less um, than the full price that they're owed um, just because every dollar that we get knocked off of medical bills is another dollar in the client's pocket, right? Right. So it's kind of like we, on one hand, focus on trying to get as much money as, you know, we can from the insurance company that's, you know, some amount, an amount that's fair for the client. And then once we've done that, we turn around and try to negotiate some of these bills down to put more money in the client's pocket. Right. And sometimes medical providers do it. Sometimes they don't. It just kind of depends yeah. on the, the case, the facts, um, how much the case resolved for all, all of that goes into, sure. um, whether or not we can get reductions on the medical bills. Um, There'll be, and then, you know, there'll be a release that's sent by the insurance company. A client has to sign that. And then uh, there also is what's called a settlement statement. Mm -hmm. And before any money can be moved from, because what'll happen is the, the insurance check will come to our office. Um, we'll put it into our trust account. And then we will disperse the money to the medical providers, any lien holders on the case, um, uh, any costs that are involved in the case, and then um, the, the settlement check to the client. Um, and, and what'll happen is, um, we'll get that check in and we'll put together a, what's called a settlement statement. Mm -hmm. It'll literally run through where all of the money's going. And before any money can be, be uh, dispersed out of our trust account, we have to have the client sign off on that settlement statement. Right. So they know exactly where the money's going. They know exactly what reductions we've gotten. They know exactly what our fee is, what our costs are, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, it's full disclosure. And we can't do anything without them signing that. Right. Right. So That's once they sign that, um, we have a check ready for them. We have all the checks ready for the um, for the the medical providers. Medical providers get paid. Um, our fee comes out of that. Our the costs come out of that, and then the client gets their settlement check. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much the process. And then I always tell I always tell my clients, hopefully you never have to call me again. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, that that's pretty much how it works. Mm -hmm. No matter your injury, Nani Hamola is here to help you recover. Visit noho.law today.